Welcome to The Wisdom Show, a gathering place for the world's leading experts in the fields of human potential, spirituality, personal development, health, relationships, and more. Join us as we evolve together to the highest expression of our lives. And now, your host, Gene Swan. Welcome, everyone. Are you ready for a soul journey? Have you wondered what your soul's purpose is and how you can access the gifts of spirit? We're going to learn how to connect with our soul essence today with our guest who's been committed to inspiring the revelation of individual hearts and souls for more than 35 years. Susan Taylor Shire is a gifted author, speaker, intuitive counselor, psychotherapist. Uh, She has a book trilogy that guides you to come alive to the power of your magnificent self. By reuniting with your soul, accessing the gifts of your soul, and bringing your soul riches to life. And be sure to submit your questions in the Q&A box on the webcast if you'd like to ask Susan a question as we go along. Susan Taylor Shire, welcome. We are thrilled to have you with us today. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jean, so much. I'm excited for everything you talked about that we get to share and uh, play with. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes, and this is a very appropriate time to be sharing this. I'm wondering and sensing that you're finding a lot more people interested in connecting to their soul during these times more than ever before. Has that been happening? Oh, my goodness, yes. There's what I call a soul urgency. People wanting to connect to their soul, and they don't realize it, but it is their soul pushing on them to uh, bring them to the level of living from the soul, what I call a soul-directed life. So many people are coming to me saying, I've got these things going on that it's like, what is going on? Why do I feel this urgency? And then they'll describe it maybe in the outer sense. I have this urgency to um, move. I have this urgency to change this relationship. I have this urgency. And I'll say, you know, it really is the urgency of your soul to move to the next level of creation, the creation of you. And they go, oh, yeah, that's it. I keep putting it in these outer terms, and I know it's deeper than that. Now, the urgency seems to be happening for more people, It's you know, than, than ever before. Also, with what's happening in the world, with changes in people's lives and in our government and on the planet and everywhere. So why do you feel that this is all happening at, at a larger sense of urgency than ever before? <laughs> well, you know, we hear so much or have heard so much about 2012. And even though everyone's got their ideas about it, it's more than just a concept. There really is a universal energetic shift going on. Some people call it the shift of the ages. And this is a time when it's so important for us to connect to the deepest part of ourself and let that part of ourself, which I call the soul, emerge and let our heart lead instead of our mind. So when that is the case, then um, th- there's this bigger planetary movement going, which is, in essence, you could say to save the planet. And to save the planet, yes, there's a lot of things we need to do as it relates to all its natural resources. But to save the planet, we have to be in a place that is connected with life. So we, um, we are the ones that are rejuvenating all of life. But it starts from the inside out. So our ability to move as a heart and soul in life on this planet 
is what is going on. And we have, in fact, the whole universe supporting us in doing that. So the universe supports us in moving forward in the ways that bring forward our greatness, our gifts, all that we are. And the old is falling away that is not aligned with our universal sense of self and support. So it makes it easier, in fact, to get connected to our heart and soul and our depth than ever before, even though sometimes it feels to many people as though the struggles are getting harder. It really is the what I call the wounds of separation just in our faith to be shifted. It has been said by spiritual teachers, the biggest problem we ever have is having disconnection from spirit. So that... that that sense of not being connected is really the source of the problem, and what you do is help people to reconnect. They yes, were always exactly. were connected. They always were connected, <laughs> but they didn't realize it, right? Well, they were, were always connected. There's always a divine so-called umbilical cord, but often it's very thin, and there are many parts of us that are disconnected, but there's always a core element within each atom, each molecule, each cell, each aspect of us, an organ or an emotional aspect, whatever you want to call it, there is a sense of connection to life. But there are aspects of us that have slipped away, you could say, sort of chosen a different um, road to go down, which is that uh, place of separation. And so that's where the suffering begins, whether it's something like cancer or it's just a feeling of limitation or it's a sense of frustration. Those are all the sufferings of separation within us, in parts of us, that we have let go of in terms of keeping that connection. So that cord of connection, so-called, to the divine becomes a thin silver cord, and we want it to be an abundant. This is where our desire for abundance comes in. We want it to be this rich, abundant sense of connection to everything, everywhere, so we can have a rich, abundant life. So we're filling out that cord, so to speak, by getting all aspects of us reconnected, reunited with our soul and its connection to everything, everywhere. You mentioned the universal support. Isn't that the biggest issue for people to overcome, to really have a knowing and a trusting that they are supported by the universe? I really agree thoroughly about that. People don't quite realize that, but it's very true. <laughs> that one of the biggest wounds is not trusting, not knowing that the universe is there, not feeling the universe is there, believing absolutely it couldn't be or why would A, B, and C have happened. You know, if, if my uh, girlfriend gets cancer or whatever it is, how can you believe in a benevolent universe? Well... This is one of the things that I help people with is realize that we all have had these soul places of separation, these soul challenges. And so it's really not, to be quite honest, it's not that the universe is not there for us. It's that we have separated in certain parts of ourselves, as I mentioned before, to that universal abundance, prosperity, largeness, etc. And when we've separated from it, then we don't have it um, on in our 
so to speak, holding our back, having our back, whatever that phrase is that I can't come up with right now, (laughs) at our back, that's what I want to say. So we don't have the feeling that it's there for us, but it's usually because at a soul level we may not be conscious of it fully. We have let go in an aspect of ourselves to that benevolent universe holding us, having our back, uh, being supportive of us. And when that is the case, then we will feel in that part of us that the universe isn't there for us because we're the ones that let go of it, in fact. So then that cancer you referred to or any issue is really a soul uh, lesson to to reconnect or feel that trust again. Yes. Um, it's a soul reminder of where we are disconnected. And it's a reminder that that part of us is actually longing to reconnect. Amazingly enough, um, our body is quite remarkable the way it's lined up. So if we have an upset emotionally or physically, whatever it is, it's the body saying to us, I want to get connected. And you know, it often happens when we start to get reconnected more spiritually, more aware, more conscious, start on opening to the fact that we are larger than just our physical, mental, and emotional body, people say, well, now that I'm on this path, now all this stuff is happening. Really, if you shapeshift it and and not look at it as a negative and say this stuff is happening to me and it's all my, um, I'm a victim to all this negativity in the world, that's not the case at all. What it is is you get triggered by stuff that's going on around you but it really is a part that says, oh, I see that you're starting to get, want to get connected to love or truth or a sense that there really is a divine um, dimension to you. And it's a small part of you, some people call it their inner child, whatever you want to call it, that is going, I want to be in that ship. I want to be part of that boat ride. <laughs> I want to be part of love. And I've been held out, and it's and so it's making itself known to say I wanted to be different. And so all you have to do is say, okay, come on board the love train, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it will come. And, and that's the best way to dissolve an old wound is not to try to get rid of it and clear it and all of that. It's to give it what it's crying out for. Much simpler, much more creative. Also, Susan, what do you teach students on the issue of our soul's purpose and gifts and soul lessons being developed before we came into this physical life? What is your feeling about that? Ah, okay. The way I see it is that we all come with our soul gifts, strengths, purposes, and we have agreed at some level that we will bring ourselves into this life with those gifts, we have said, this is what I want to bring. So then, in that regard, we don't set it up, I'm going to, uh, let's use Christopher Reeve. Well, no, that's not a good one necessarily, because he had, when he fell off the horse and uh, was a paraplegic, you could say, you know, it felt like a divine destiny there 
And at one level it was, but he didn't say on March 22, 1961, whatever happened, this is going to happen to me to teach me a lesson in humility as it relates to being a quadriplegic. I don't agree with that at all. I believe, he said, I want to make a big difference in this world, a huge difference in this world, and I am willing, yes, to be a star and have a, a very active, large outer presence, and I'm willing to make a change and make a difference in this world. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like because it can't be predestined in that sense, but I do know I want to make a contribution. And so he was able to make a contribution, a level of contribution that he wasn't, wouldn't have been able to make just as a movie star, but because he was a movie star, his contribution had an impact. Did he decide ahead of time what it was going to look like? I don't believe so. He said, I have an incredible gift to bring. I want to bring it. And we all have what I call these places of separation and these wounds, which will catapult the nature of the outer challenge that we end up with that catapults us to make a change, uh, to contribute to our world. I also believe that at some point, hopefully very soon in the future, that we don't have to have these huge challenges and this chaos and this disruption in order to contribute in the ways we wish to contribute. That we can actually say ahead of time, I want to make a huge contribution. I have these amazing soul gifts to bring that I have connected with in other worlds before I came here because I'm just a visitor to planet Earth and I'm going to bring these gifts with me and that there will be a smooth, generous path of opening up our gifts here without having to have all these soul challenges keeping us from thriving in our forward movement of bringing those gifts. In the case of Christopher Reeve, that's the opposite of how most people would look at it. You know, they would say it's tragic and terrible, and you've completely turned it around, which is what we need to do with all life experiences Absolutely. as to Absolutely. what's the gift. Absolutely. He certainly turned it around. <laughs> right. He was an inspiration. Job. That's why I can use it. That's why I can use the example. He filled his cup completely full. We just had the Paralympics para recently. People filling their cups absolutely filled. You know, some of them with um, birth defects, some of them having um, challenges from day one, no legs at, you know, age 18 months, and there they are winning the Paralympics. That's called making lemonade out of lemons and inspiring people that we are fantastic creators regardless of our physicality regardless right. it's wonderful mm -hmm. before we talk about the steps to connecting with our soul i'm just curious also why do you think it is that many people spend decades before they ever realize or start thinking about the purpose that they came here for why why do you think that is that we come here uh, kind of kind of forgetting that yeah. until we get older. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I'm going to talk about myself because I'm a normal Joe in that regard. Well, there's a number of different reasons. For myself, what I saw was I chose a family where I was very quiet, very shy, very numb, a distant, 
type emotional family, and I was waiting until my time as a soul, which I believe correlates with puberty, to start to come forward. So as my soul started to emerge, now was that conscious? No. Somehow I went from being very quiet and shy and background, not adding much but not getting in trouble. I became the captain of the cheerleading team in high school. What happened? (laughs) Well, I decided it was time at an unconscious soul level to start to come forward. That there was, you know, I was emerging enough into my so-called young adult world that I could have an influence and be my own person and start to do what I'm good at, which is being a divine cheerleader. (laughs) Right. So that's one example. So that would be part of it, is that we know at a soul level to start to bring in all that we have to bring at age three, we're going to be shut down probably. You know, many people I work with who are spiritual now were psychic when they were younger. And, of course, that didn't work for them very well because they weren't around many people that were able to assist them in bringing that forward. Even people who were in um, families that had uh, their um, mother or father was psychic, it still was something that was in the closet. So a lot of people will wait because of the outer timing. I believe also the outer timing relates to the fact, again, that we're in 2012, and 40, 50 years ago, talking about what we're talking about now, there was no place for it. But many of us said, I am on a mission. I want to bring something. I know I'm a large soul, but I'm going to wait until there's an opening for me. Now, at another level, there's also soul challenges or soul wounds that say, I don't feel, because it comes from past lives or other dimensions, I don't feel supported in this world. I feel like an alien. I feel like nobody here understands love the way I do. So there's a a sense of needing to stay invisible that is uh, held until finally someone says, I can't stay invisible anymore. I have got to come forward. I have got to make a difference in this world. And then they say, I'm willing to do it because my life without my soul gifts and my sense of soul self is not working for me. I'm not happy. And so that's when the soul goes, okay, we will come on board for you. Happy to. <laughs> and that is what so many people are experiencing now and expressing now and, and wanting to know about now is, is how to yes. do that. Um, yeah. So, Susan, where do you begin with this process of living and connecting <laughs> to our soul? We want to get in touch with that. Um, what do you recommend as the first thing to do? Well, one of the first things that I recommend to people who come to me to work with me is to have a session to find out. It's called an Akashic Record Reading. To find, And I'm not telling everyone they have to come to see me. I don't mean that. But to find a way to go into the records as it relates to your soul. Today we're going to connect people, I hope, to uh, their intuitive guidance and a, a greater connection to their soul. But the first thing you want to do is know that your soul is connected to everything everywhere. 
and that it lives within you. And it actually lives within what I call your sacred heart. So within your sacred heart, behind your physical heart, there's a place that I call a spaciousness where the soul, the soul lives in every cell in our body. But the feeling is that there's a place there that has always been held sacred for this depth of us. So when you allow yourself to get acquainted with that space that's in you, and it usually, sometimes people have a block to that, but it usually holds a place of um, either quiet or light or a sense of um, presence that you know it's like, oh, this is like nothing else that I have ever known. (laughs) And so there's a place of sensing this is what my soul is about. How great is that? Right, and then once people begin to sense that, one of the things that you teach is to tap into the intuition of that and and start getting symbols and images. and um, Would that be the next step then? Yes, because I find that what you want to do to connect to the to the soul is, I call it, your intuition is the voice of your soul. If you see your intuition as the voice of your soul, then you're connecting to your soul in a wondrous kind of way, an absolutely wondrous kind of way, and to your intuition in a deep kind of way as well, which and- is much deeper than just connecting to what I call what would what would be called a higher self. Your soul is something you can absolutely trust in versus your higher self that you're like, well, I don't know who that is because it seems to be too much a part of your humanness to really know it is actually fully connected to spirit. And again, the soul is connected to everything everywhere, so your intuition can come in. When it comes in through the soul, Ah, it just is um, easier to feel that you can trust it and know it. And we are going to be going through that process in just a few minutes, and that is in your special offer package, Creating from Your Soul's Purpose, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. And I've listened to this. It's really amazing how you can really tap into getting getting ideas and answers and images. Um, Susan, what about people who want to fulfill their soul's purpose and they don't have any idea what it is again would this be the place to start with tapping into the intuition yes definitely one of the reasons that i'm um, created this offer is that it will give you a basis of how to start to learn to connect with your soul get a feel for it it's like having a new relationship you have to spend some time with it. You have to get a feel for it. It is unique for each one how it gives expression to itself. So even when I teach people about intuition, I will say your intuitive voice, this voice of your soul, shows up to you. Um, maybe it's kinesthetic. Maybe it's through a feeling. Maybe it's through a um, visual. You know, most people think, oh, you know, they're supposed to get grand answers, etc. It shows up differently for everyone. So your ability, a person's ability to connect to their soul through their intuitive voice, I find, is the best way 
to start that, to start to get to know that voice that is, again, uniquely theirs. Yes. So what about people who say they really feel passionate about doing something in their lives, but they can't because they have a financially secure job that they really don't like, but it pays the bills? Would this process help them get answers, or what would you say to someone in that position? What I would say to to someone in that position would be, yes, they will get answers. But, you know, the, the other part of the special offer is the Soul's Majesty series where there are a number of CDs, it's 10 altogether, teaching you how to get connected to the resources in your life that are part of your creator self that you have been having a shortage of so that you have these resources in your life, which might be freedom, courage, a sense of home base, a sense of feeling supported, all those qualities of spirit that you feel you need in order to move into an area you feel passionate about. Because if you're just doing a 9-to-5 job you're not happy about, it's usually because you're afraid, sure, but also because you don't feel you have the resources to be able to shift and move out of that secure, safe, survival orientation to life. So having your soul resources at your fingertips in your body, with you, then you have a greater feeling of, I feel strong and assured in moving forward and being the creator that I know I am meant to be and knowing I will be supported in this world because I feel supported on the inside and I have all that I need of feeling respected on the inside so I can draw people who honor and respect me on the outside in giving um, weight and meaning and value to what I value. I love the program that you're talking about, and anyone who is interested in getting all of these great tools to access your soul's gifts, it's at thewisdomshow.com, and you can look under special offers. You'll see Susan's picture and the offer they're creating from your soul's purpose. So, Susan, while we're talking about it, this has tools for every aspect of, of accessing your soul's information um, about manifesting, about being a soulful entrepreneur. Uh, and I've gone through many of these, and it is really amazing. I, you, get, you just have a great way of guiding people through that process to where we are able to tap into some of those answers. So this is really a complete toolbox of, of you know, any area of your life that you would want to get guidance from your own soul about. Yes, I agree. So I don't want to, uh, I, I think it's a wonderful series, and I'm very proud of it and very honored to be able to offer it today for the beginner, the advanced, the everyone who really wants to feel that their soul urgencies can be answered and they can move on those soul urgencies at this time forward in their life the way they choose to move forward in their life. Again, it's unique for each one. So just to go back to that intuitive place that you were mentioning, um, we really do have, we, we say we have all the answers within us, and yet we all struggle with a sense of, well, if I have answers, all the answers within me, why can't I get in touch with them? Why do I feel like I don't know how to make changes in my life that are creative, etc.? Well, the, the way I've seen it, and that's why I love working with the soul is, 
the way I see it is that the we all have what we need inside of us is really larger than the human inside of us. The inside of us that we uh, are talking about is our soulful self inside of us, the larger sense of our expanded universal sense of self. We have everything we need in that dimension of self. In our human physicality, we don't have everything we need. We, it is not all inside of us. That's where we get tripped up because people will go inside their their little cells and go, well, I don't feel like I have anything in here. And everyone's saying, just go inside. And they go into these empty places based on their soul challenges, and they go, well, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I don't have what I need, but I'm told to just go inside. But every time I go inside it's not there so then i search outside and they say well nobody can tell you what to do go inside and then you feel like you're caught between a rock and a hard place so what i love to teach is what i call that internal gps learning to have your own inner guidance system which is connected to spirit so you have your own barometer in relationship to what is true and real for you in your life now and you really help people and guide them through that whole process you're right if someone just decides that they want to go inside they're not really clear on what to do and their thoughts and logical mind starts taking over but you help put people into a state and 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 you guide them so that they can tap into those answers also it was interesting in one of them you were talking about the emotional heart as opposed to the voice of spirit sometimes people feel they're being led to do something in that spirit but it's really coming from the emotional heart and it might be a soul lesson can you talk about the difference between those yes definitely it's it's so um, practical and so wonderful to know because it is our emotional heart our physical i call it the human heart because it incorporates the physical and the emotional um, container that we feel in our heart when we hurt and when we feel sad, when we feel all those human emotions, okay? So it's more at the level of the emotional heart. So when people are saying all the time, open your heart, open your heart, open your heart, yikes, that's scary. Why would you want to open an emotionally based heart to get whacked? Because an emotionally based heart does not know how to serve you, does not know how to assist you in moving forward in your life. It just knows how to hold your emotions <laughs> because it's felt empty. So it fills in with the emotions, the hurt, the old patterns, etc. And then you walk around wounded. But I'm supposed to open this wounded heart and be vulnerable. And then somebody comes along and hurts me, and I go, "Oh my God, I." was supposed to open my heart and I did that and look what happened and I'm not doing that again. Oh, but no, I have to open my heart. And so we get into a lot, a lot of trouble that way. So how do so, we avoid yeah. that and then yeah, listen yeah. to the voice of spirit, which isn't going to lead us into that trouble? Great. Okay. So let's go to the difference between the emotional heart and the sacred heart. So back behind this emotional human heart is the sacred heart. Okay, and that sacred heart is the spaciousness that I spoke about um, a little while ago. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. 
And that is the space where spirit and you could say matters of the heart connect. All the qualities of spirit that we want to experience, whether it's joy, peace, bliss, ecstasy, abundance, I could go on and on, freedom, you name it, okay? All of those dimensions, um, the only way they can come in, and yes, we talk about them coming through the chakras and all of that, but this is what I call a holding tank for those qualities of spirit. It's the holding tank there. So imagine that you have a hurt heart and you're going, oh my gosh, how do I get back to love and joy again? Because I know it's got to be possible. I have this soul urgency to experience that (laughs) and I want to know it's absolutely possible. Okay? So what we're going to learn today is how to connect to your intuitive voice connected to your soul to bring in that quality of spirit called joy. You bring it into that space behind your heart, the sacred heart, where you're able to hold it there. Then you are able to breathe it into your human heart, replace the hurt with the joy that you want so that your human heart is filled with joy. And what you value the most will be what you carry. So you start to hold joy in your heart and the old patterns of hurt, etc., just dissolve and move away. And then you can feel like you can be open to joy, which is the only thing you're supposed to be open to, in fact, are qualities of spirit. When you're open to joy and you hold joy in your body, then you co-create from joy with other people. So you're not, in essence, opening your heart to other people. You're opening your heart to joy and then creating with others from the place of joy. Then you never let go of it. Then you never give it away. Then it's always there I had never heard of that, the heart behind the emotional heart. And in your program is a process for that, to access that heart behind the emotional heart? Yes. Union with, well, in the program that we have today that we're offering, um, I talk about it in the intuition piece. Yes, definitely. I talk about it more in that piece. Mm -hmm. And then I always talk about going into the heart. But, yeah, I, um, I have a separate recording for that but in the intuition piece we always go into the sacred heart because that's where you bring your whatever it is that you um, want to get intuitive answers on or information on or co-creation with you will bring it into your heart so you'll learn how to work with that you bring it into your sacred heart first mm-hmm. that sounds like an incredible uh, yes. process Yes, it is. It's fantastic. It is life-changing to know that there's a difference because really all the biggest parts of our wounds, and they've even discovered it physically, and, and in Chinese medicine they've said it forever, that the uh, the heart is the master gland, and now they're saying that the heart is uh, ten times 
smarter than the brain. <laughs> right. There's so much re- even scientific research now yeah. backing that from Heart Math exactly. and other organizations that exactly. there's more power in the heart than um, previously thought and more power than in the brain. That's right. That's right. So consequently, it's really important to get they're talking about the physical heart, but I believe that it's the, it's connection to spirit that makes it so strong. The physical heart in and of itself, just like we know that the physical brain in and of itself is not the brain we're talking about, it's all the intricacies of um, the consciousness that is so magnificent that resides within the brain, not just its physical physicality. <laughs> Yeah. So how can connecting with spirit make people go from trying to make things work out to feeling that anything at all is possible once they tap into that? (laughs) I love that question. Okay. (laughs) Because that is the end result, right? Feeling that anything is possible, and and in actuality, it is. It is. And you know what I love about this phrase, anything is possible? That is the true nature of power. That is spiritual power. When we feel in our gut that sense of knowing, and I'm coming from that place right now that anything is possible, can you feel how assured and confident and powerful my voice is right now? As compared to... What this earth talks about is power, which is willpower and power over and misuse of power. And I know anything is possible because I'm going to make it happen. That's a different kind of power. You feel the difference? Yes. We don't don't have to make it happen. We have to allow it and and be in that joy, as you say, to have it. Well, be in the joy and be in that place, which is a universal place of the soul, of anything is possible, and then breathe that into our abdomen, and then we know that anything is possible. And then law of creation, uh, law of, of attraction, we get to live in that place. You also say that the soul is very practical and that it is interested in our outer life, and a lot of people think that the two are opposites, that when you are connecting with spirit and then thinking about worldly interests that the the two don't combine. But you're saying that that the spirit is practical. The soul is practical. It wants to help us. Absolutely. Yeah, I I was trying to think of another word for it. It's practical. It's, you know, it's practical. It It thrives on our thriving. Just like the universe thrives on our thriving. We, it's all one thing. So the soul um, evolves, expands as we allow it to come more into our realm of creation here as a human. Mm-hmm. So I am sure that many people would love to know how to begin this process and tap into our intuition and start... Um, getting in touch with those answers, ideas, images that that can guide us through finding our purpose, accessing our gifts, what they might be if we're not sure what they are. So, Susan, can you lead us now through the process of, of how we can do that? Certainly. I would love to. So let's just focus on, let's just, I'm going to take a minute to focus on what it is we really want to draw forth right now. Um 
spoke at the very beginning about that sense of trust right. and knowing. That is what everyone wants to have. That yeah. That is the key. So yep. if we can have a process to learn that, I think everyone would really appreciate it. And I would call it, what I would call it is a sense of anchor. That that thing that when we're holding on to it, so to speak, when it's real to us, we hold it in our heart, we hold it in our body, that's the barometer that says when that is present, then I know I can... I have a knowing that I'm on the right path, I'm on my purpose, all is well, I'm supported, okay? So when we do this process, and I'm going to call it going to that place of anchor, okay, of knowing anchor, that which we can trust and know is absolutely real for us, authentic for us, connection to our soul, our spirit, I want everyone to know that it shows up differently for everyone, okay? It may be, for instance, a metaphor, a symbol, a visual, a sensation, a, um, a sound, a voice, a number. <laughs> Whatever shows up for you today, trust that it's your soul because spirit often talks to us in a different kind of languaging because it works through our creative imagination than the language of our head. And that's a key in our intuitive learning and opening up to our intuition. So knowing that and the joy of that and the ease and the lightness of that, be open today to how that shows up for you, each one. And then we'll bring that into your sacred heart and that's where you can know that it's real and true for you. If it's just something that you see like a hammer, your head's going to go, what? If you bring that hammer into your heart, you will feel your heart creating what it means, that symbol, to you, and you will feel that sense of anchoring and the metaphoric nature of it and go, okay, in hammer I can trust. Sort of like in God I can trust, but in hammer for you I can trust, okay? So have a lighthearted experience with it, because I always do. <laughs> All right. Yes, All so right. great. So. If you can lead us through that and we can just have a, a light feeling and, and just allow whatever comes to come, that would be great. Great. Wonderful. Okay. So I want everyone just to put their attention, and we have about 10 minutes, would you say? Yes, or if it goes a little longer, that would be fine. Okay, great. So just, I, I tell the guides that so they know how to uh, work with us, so they know the time frame that we're working in. Even though we would say that guides don't work in time, they actually can coordinate with us when we give them a time frame. It's fantastic. Great. Okay. Yeah. As you said earlier, the soul wants us to, um, wants, is helping us all the time. Okay. Right. Great. So just put, have everyone just, Take a moment and take a deep breath. Feel that breath within you as a living part of you connected to all life everywhere. Now I want you each one to connect to a sense of a universal light source that you know and trust. 
breathe that light source. Remember, it could be a visual, a symbol, a sensation, doesn't matter. Whatever it is for you, breathe it into your breath. And then breathe that breath of light together. Breathe that light into your heart space and feel that light behind your heart space, the heart that you know now as your human heart. Breathe that breath behind that heart space and breathe that light into that expanded sense of heart Feel now yourself holding in your hands in front of your heart your intention. I wish at this time to connect with that source of anchoring, stability, whatever it is for you that you want to be able to have and to hold or a sense of knowing that you are being divinely guided. And feel yourself holding that sacred. Now feel yourself in essence back in your heart space with that intention before you. And now feel yourself standing in a passageway, a passageway of your choosing and your making. It could be a water slide. It could be a tunnel of dark, a tunnel of light. Whatever you choose. Feel, sense, see that passageway. Now move down that passageway. Knowing that as you move down that passageway, 
you'll get to an opening. And at the end of that opening, you will move into a new space where that anchoring, that sense of knowing, because you're holding that intention in front of your heart right now as you move down that passageway, will be met by your soul. Your intention, your soul, this inner intuitive guidance will come together at the end of that passageway as you move through that opening. Hold your intention and your heart filled with light to take you there. Allowing yourself to be open to receive. What wants to be brought to you? Breathing easily as you move down this passageway. Feel yourself greeting that which is there for you. And as you greet that which is there for you, hold a sense of thankfulness for its presence, its sensation, its word, its sound, whatever it is. Even if it's just an expanded nature of light, if it's darkness, if it's gray, See it as a creative void. Whatever it is that comes to you, breathe that now, surrounded by light, into your heart. Feel yourself receiving that gift into your heart. Remembering to bring it behind that human heart into that sacred heart space. Feel how your heart expands to take this in, how it welcomes it. 
again, remembering whatever it is that has shown itself comes from your soul. And it may not make sense to you right now, to your linear brain, remember? But to your heart and soul, it is real, authentic, and true for you. Know that that anchor is with you. as long as you hold it in your heart. And just give deep appreciation for this moment of expanded awareness, of connection to your soul and its gifts, So, Susan, what uh, what would be some of the examples of what people might experience as far as maybe images or ideas that would come to them, and and how can they interpret them after the the process is over? Okay, great. So, the way you can interpret them after the process is over. <laughs> let's see. Let's go to the other first. You're right. You know, again, there can be a symbol. It could be a picture of someone you know who has always felt very anchoring to you. It could be a, um, a word, a color. Um, you know, there's just so many ways it could show up. If you're very new at this, it may just be an expanded nature of light. Um, you know, anything goes. It just depends so much on the person. I've been doing this for 20 years, and it's just fascinating how creative we are <laughs> and then it could be a whole scene <laughs> right uh -huh. and then uh, as we continue to use this process it we can get more and more and put it together probably better as we go along and it all oh, yes. it all ties together right yes absolutely because what we're working with here is a sense of um developing that relationship. So we're developing that relationship to our soul, that intuitive aspect of ourselves, so it can become more real to us. We've had a great relationship with our mind, and so now it's time to have a greater relationship with our sacred heart and our soul and all its uh, resources. Because the resources we're looking for, remember, joy, peace, love, harmony, abundance, prosperity, riches, all of that, come from spirit as qualities of experience and expression first. That was such a beautiful process. Thank you so much. We have lots of questions coming in, and one is 
Uh, Tim is asking, I've been told a few times that my current incarnation is an optional life. Have you ever heard of this? And can I still have a contract goal or main objective in one? Have you heard of an optional life? I have not heard of one. Oh, okay. I, love when I, I thought hear that, of new things. I thought maybe great. that was something that you knew that I've I hadn't heard of. Heard everything. Of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a way of translating. To me, it's is it an optional life? You probably the caller made a choice to say, "I'd like to do this life," but it's um, it wasn't sort of set in stone that you had to. But I believe all of us came in with a sense of free choice. Okay, free choice. So everything, in a way, is optional. Every moment is optional because it's choice. So you absolutely, I would say, you know, as I read into your soul, you do have more of a soul mission than just to be optional. But the optional, I believe, is the fact that you came very much on the wavelength of choice, and it's really important for you as a human (laughs) at this time in your life to feel like you have always have options. So yes. that's part of it. Uh-huh. And well, we all do, but yeah. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for this incredible process. And people who want to hear that and more, there is a, an intuition process in the program, Creating from Your Soul's Purpose, at thewisdomshow.com under special offers. So you will hear a similar process and many, many more, which are incredible for tapping into the soul your purpose, your gifts. Thank you so much, Susan, for sharing this with us and helping us to connect to our soul and create the lives we came here to live. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Jean, so much. You were great, and it's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much. And we thank everyone for joining us on this journey today, and we look forward to sharing more possibilities with you next time on The Wisdom Show. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit us at thewisdomshow.com for access to archives of previous shows and special discount packages offered by our world-renowned experts. Thanks to internetaudiohub.com for our state-of-the-art broadcast sound. Internetaudiohub.com is available for all of your Internet audio needs. We look forward to joining you next time on The Wisdom Show.